This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Podcorn. What is Podcorn? Well, are you a podcaster? If you are, you do it for fun. You also maybe want to make some money doing it. The tough part is finding sponsors. And if you've done a podcast, you know that can be interesting. Podcorn's making it easy, and I found it easy by using Podcorn. It's a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. I did it. Set their own rates. I did it. And collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. I'm doing that right now. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Podcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown is doing the chop, baby. Oh, no. What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. If West Virginia holds Oklahoma State to under 80, they should win the game. I got that one right. Neither team was sniffing 80 tonight. Hello from the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 14, Oklahoma State. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WB. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Facebook page. Find it for Unreasonable Doubt. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. West Virginia shoots 38% from the field. Not great. They shoot 55% from the free throw line. Not great. They commit 20 turnovers. That's terrible. That is not good. That many turnovers, really bad. And yet, they beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma, 55-41. to 41. This was a important win. This was also a very ugly win. But ugly in the best way in that West Virginia won the game. And it was, I had in my head, whole game. Keep them under 80. Keep them under 80. And Oklahoma State scored 19 points in the first half. (laughs) I think I told you how this works. There's 40 minutes in a college basketball game. Oklahoma State barely scored a point a minute. West Virginia scored 55, which is not great, but that's 14 better than 41. And that's what counts. And West Virginia is now 1-1 in the Big 12 Conference. You know, it's 28 to 19 at the half. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, well, both teams are going to score more points in the second half, right? Wrong. (laughs) Both teams come out in the second half, do pretty much the same thing as the first half and score only combined two points more than both teams 
uh, scored in the first half. It was it was rough, but lots of good to speak of in this game, and it's hard for me to speak about it intelligently because West Virginia has made their stamp this year as a great defensive team. They're really good at defense. They were really bad at defense last year. This year, really good at defense. (laughs) Our guards were really good tonight, guarding their main guys. Look, look like Kaylee? Like, like a league, like Keely. Anyways, that guy that killed us last year, he's coming off of an illness, so he's not a hundred percent, but he only shot two shots. So props to Jermaine Haley and Taz and Deuce and all the guys that guarded him. They kept him in check. Lindy Waters, who kind of looks like a young Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands. He went one for nine from three. But props to him. He scored his 1,000th point, his 1,000th point at Oklahoma State. But he went one for nine. Oklahoma State went one for 20 from three. So this is kind of a thing. It It's the, call it the basketball gods, call it uh, West Virginia just being better at defense. West Virginia, in the last two or three years, killed by other teams making wide-open threes. This year, the wide-open threes for the other team are few and far between. Uh, But at this point, it's kind of a thing. West Virginia, good at perimeter defense. And that's great. And they held Oklahoma State to under 30% shooting for the game. Another good sign and how West Virginia can win a conference game on the road by 14. Derek Culver and Oscar Shibway. No foul trouble with those guys tonight. They played together a ton. They're getting better at playing together. They're not ending up at the same spot on offense. Oscar way better defensively tonight. Not stuck in no man's land because they, they did a lot of pick and roll. Oscar was where he he needed to be most of the night. When Oscar and Culver can stay out of foul trouble, ooh. When they can stay out of foul trouble, ooh. That is a good sign for WVU. And Culver, after a rough game versus Kansas, solid tonight against Oklahoma State. Oscar, solid. He's trying, he's doing. You know what he's doing? He's doing rip-roaring dunks. (laughs) I mean, he is dunking with intent to break something. To break the structure of the rim and backboard. And as a WVU fan, I love that. First half, West Virginia's on the fast break. Oscar leads the fast break, passes it to Haley. And it's obvious for the next four or five seconds, he's going to get the ball back and dunk it really hard. And so that's great. That four or five seconds is like the best amount of time of anticipation in a basketball game. Because you know what's going to happen. And Oscar delivered and dunked it really hard. And it was great. 
and everybody enjoyed it. Uh, other solid things. Deuce, another solid game. West Virginia having trouble scoring in the first half. It's not Again, they didn't set the world on fire offensively tonight. But in the first half, when they needed buckets, Deuce comes in, makes a three, gets a mid-range shot. End of the half, West Virginia's up six. They put Deuce in, gets the ball, runs down, shoots a three. And West Virginia's up nine at the half instead of up six. So really good Deuce game. Deuce and Oscar are freshmen. <laughs> they're under they're under 20 years old and they're making significant contributions not against Austin P. They're playing well against Big 12 teams on the road. Well, Big 12 team on the road tonight. So that's awesome. And Brandon Knapper, lots of Brandon Knapper in the second half, which I'm thrilled to see. Brandon Knapper with a headband, which I appreciate. The hair's going up. I like that. But he played good defense like the other guards. Brandon Knapper, I always want to point it out, no turnovers tonight. And he was guarded by their best defensive player, held on to the ball. And... Not that Oklahoma State was cutting it close. They they cut it down to nine at one point, but West Virginia built it back up to 13, and then Napper hit a dagger three to kind of put put the game away late in the second half, put West Virginia up 16. So Napper contributing. I saw more of Jordan McCabe. While the, the stat line wasn't there, he did make a three and blew a kiss of somebody. So all those things are happening in a conference game. Another thing that happened, which was interesting and shows the maturity of Derek Culver, uh, some young whippersnapper for Oklahoma State was talking a lot of junk while they were waiting for the free throw to be shot. And uh, the referees did absolutely nothing. They kind of stepped in at the end. But um, the guy was talking to somebody. He was a freshman for Oklahoma State. He was talking to Derek Culver like that's of all the people that I would talk in a negative way to <laughs> on the basketball court. Pick your choice of who to who to talk junk to. I'm not leading with Derek Culver. And yet Derek Culver last year, if I'm not mistaken, he, he had some technical fouls. I think this time Huggins pulled him out of the game. He came back in soon after, no issues, played alongside that guy that was talking junk. It was it was the most impressive 55 to 40 to 41 win I've ever seen. You know what this reminds me of? You know this kind of score and I'm not saying this is the 2010 Final Four team. I'm not saying that. But and it's one game, right? It's hard to win when you score 55 points, all right? But West Virginia in 2010, they would have a game like this. I'm thinking of the the, the last game of the season against Villanova where West, West Virginia scored like 20 points in the first half or maybe even less than that, ended up winning the game. That team could win ugly, and 
I don't remember a team even going through Press Virginia because those were high-scoring games. Those Press Virginia teams, they could not win in the 50s. This team has proven, and it's one game, but that they can win in the 50s. And that's great. That is great. It makes me very happy. It's tough to watch, all right? 55 total points. That's tough to watch. But it's it's less tough when you're on the winning side of that. And so poor Oklahoma State, <laughs> they score 50 in their last game and get blown out by 35. Come home. And you know what? They come home to a hero's welcome. I tell you what, those fans in Oklahoma State, they really know how to support a team, you know? The state of Oklahoma, they love their basketball. It's so weird because Oklahoma State coach, he's good at recruiting. He's got one of the top recruits signed up for next season. And that guy is watching on TV and like, there's more empty seats than fans. What the heck is going on? It's a very intimate environment in Stillwater. Oklahoma too. Oklahoma University, basketball-wise, they could care less. And they have a great coach. I don't know how good Oklahoma State's coach is. Good recruiter, got lots of seniors, uh, and they and they draw like fifteen hundred on a Monday night. <laughs> it's so bizarre. The Big Twelve is so weird basketball wise. So good at basketball, and half of the fan bases don't care. You've heard me say that time and time again. West Virginia goes three and one on their road trip, spending a month away from Morgantown. Go to Youngstown State at win. Go to Ohio and beat Ohio State. Go to Oklahoma and beat Oklahoma State. Um, you know, very easily I could tell you that the only way they could have done better is beat Kansas. But three and one, everybody will take that. And yours truly will take that as well. Big, ugly win tonight. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime, full-service graphic shop, help you create a design, put it on a t-shirt, a pen, a marker, over 1 million promotional products. You can reach them, call or text them, 304-767-4445, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com, Facebook or Instagram, at Dyer Prime. I want to spend some of their time alerting you there's an imposter out here his name and i don't even know if it's his real name his name is he's he's saying his name is dave dryer and guess what his company's called dryer prime and guess what that guy is out here saying he's got billions of promotional products that you they can put a design on and what i'm telling you is they're trying to cash in on the on the good name of Dyer Prime, and I'm not having it. So do not be fooled by Dave Dreyer and Dryer Prime. That's an imposter. The real McCoy, Dyer Prime creative group. Give them a call. Do not call Dave Dreyer. And I'm deadly serious. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I'm not I didn't hear the music so that's kind of that's kind of a negative for the uh <laughs> for the 
for how this is produced and and what you're watching. I, I want to hear the Tetris music. You know what I mean? I didn't hear that. So that's points taken away. But you're watching the Tetris screen. Then you have a, a the per you see the person who's playing Tetris, and obviously they're in like a like their shoulders are above their ears, and they're and it shows there's a camera showing the hand on the the Nintendo controller, not a switch or whatever, like a Nintendo like a Nintendo Entertainment System, like with uh like the <laughs> the up down left right select start and two red buttons the a and the b button and this i mean these people are going to town on that thing making making the tetris tetris blocks move and they're using like tetris jargon of which i'm not familiar with and acronyms that they didn't explain and i didn't want them to because i wanted to figure it out i'm telling you in 2020 it's a great time to be alive. Yes, there's a lot of chaos in the world. I've watched a lot of TV in my life. I'm not ashamed to admit that. And a lot of that television consumption has been sports related. And so a big part of my life has been ESPN and the ESPN family of networks. Talked bad about ESPN Plus a little bit last week. Talked about the positives as well. But ESPN is having a renaissance in the stuff that I remember enjoying weirdly growing up as a child. Now, ESPN back in the day, everybody sit down. Old man Josh is going to tell you a story about ESPN in the early 90s. ESPN was on 24 hours a day. So they ran like they just recorded a 30-minute sports center. And then just ran that eight times in a row. Like that's a thing that hap has happened in my lifetime. Uh, <laughs> nobody does that now. All right. And so outside of, you know, 20 runnings of SportsCenter, especially like in the summer where it's just baseball, what are you going to fill the time with? So you'd see some weird stuff. All right, you'd see some weird stuff on ESPN. One that stands out for me is yachting. America's Cup was a thing, all right? And it'd be on in the middle of the night because that's when this stuff could be on TV. And it would be uh, like gigantic sailboats and the sailboats would race. Now on TV, it just looks like a boat going really slow. It's not a speedboat. There's no motor. It's like sails and stuff. But what made it cool was like the the <laughs> the graphics. You you see the boat on one side, and like from a blimp point of view, and then on the other side you see like the little path, and it'd go like a curvy path because apparently you gotta go like if you're upwind, you gotta go crisscross or whatever. 
And so you kind of say, oh, and then you become like an expert, like, oh, they better, you know, they better, you know, jive the jib or whatever strongly. Oh, they missed it. Oh, they're going to lose by uh, 28 minutes. <laughs> and they'd be like best of seven. It was very confusing. But at one time in my life, I was an expert of uh, of yachting. Okay. And then there was a world strongman contest phase. And that stuff still exists. But like weird sports on ESPN to feel programming. And then ESPN went away from that. All right. And they had like, they didn't just do the same sports center over and over. The same people would do live versions. It'd still be four hours of sports center, but like it would all be live and it would be a little bit different each time. So just like fashion, ESPN trends are coming back around because this weekend, very rainy in the state of West Virginia opportunity. If you're not doing much, to flip around on the old television. And what did I find on ESPN News? Versions of America's Cup, okay? I saw an axe-throwing championship. (laughs) These people are very skilled in throwing an axe and hitting a bullseye, like, every time. And the referee, the one that I watched, the referee of the axe-throwing championship was very serious about his job of looking like, yep, that's a that's a bullseye. One time the ref actually got in the way. He almost got an axe thrown at his head, and he, di- he didn't flinch. It was amazing. Anyways, axe throwing. You can find cornhole tournaments. You know, that, that game you play in your backyard. There are people on this earth that do this for money, and all they do is throw the little beanbags into the hole. Like they do it every time. Like it's weird if they don't. So that's a thing on ESPN. I saw Ultimate Frisbee Championships. You know, like the Frisbee version of football. I can't explain it, but it was on. It was on TV, on ESPN. Uh, my favorite, the World Tetris Championship. <laughs> And, dude, I'm hip. You know, I know what Twitch is. I know people people on this earth will take time on the internet to watch other people play video games. I get it. I'm hip. There's a place for that. I'm not judging that. But you're not, I mean, what you're probably not hip to is on television watching people play super fast Tetris. I I was sucked in to competitive Tetris. It was amazing. But on a Sunday afternoon, on cable television, you can catch the World Tetris Championship. And for me, that makes everything right with the world. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So thank you, ESPN. Um... I'm still not keen on the pay $5 extra to watch a handful of West Virginia basketball games. What I am keen on is keep giving me World Tetris Championship, okay? Serve that up on a more regular basis. Final thoughts coming up.
From Anti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Huge screens, huge deals, and way better than sitting on your couch. Download the Primanti Brothers app and score big all season long. All you need to do is download the app, scan your receipt, and you'll start earning points with each dollar you spend towards free food and awesome deals. Primanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I made this announcement on the internet a few weeks ago when I was giving away the $25 from Anti Brothers gift card. I'm going to record a podcast at Primanti Brothers, the Morgantown location, later this month. <laughs> I'm sitting in my basement pantry tonight recording this. And in a few weeks, I'm going to record a podcast at Primanti Brothers in Morgantown. It's going to be after the Missouri game on Saturday, January 25th. So that game's at noon. Once I can make my way over to Permanti Brothers, I'm going to have a lovely meal, have a lovely gigantic sandwich. I'm bringing Neil Stone with me. Neil Stone, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, he's contributed emails. He's been on the Bracket Talk series. Neil Stone, I'm going to cut it up with Neil Stone and the Permanti Brothers. <laughs> so that's a thing that's going to happen. I mean, if you're if you're in the neighborhood... Uh, swing by and just just go to Primanti Brothers because it's it's a place to get a yummy sandwich uh, and other stuff. But also, you know, uh, oh, this is the this is like the weirdest thing to say. But like, come over and say hi. <laughs> it's so insane. Uh, and I'll have, like, stickers and maybe some other things I, I can hand people. Even strangers, I may just hand people stuff. Uh, hey, check out this sticker. What is this? Oh, I don't know. Somebody gave it to me. Anyway, that's a thing that's happening later this month. What's happening next for West Virginia is a game Saturday, January 11th, 6 p.m. on ESPN2 again. West Virginia back at home playing Texas Tech. Texas Tech, they're 10 and 3. They're 1 and 0 in the conference. They're playing Baylor tomorrow night, so they might be 1 and 1 coming into this game cuz Baylor's really good. But Texas Tech, lots of freshmen. And so when you have lots of freshmen, you can beat and a great coach. Really respect the coach. They can go into Louisville, a top 10 Louisville team and beat Louisville at Louisville, then come home and play a dreadful Southern Miss team that was 3-9 and nine on the season at the time and struggle with them and barely hold on and win by six at home. So both of those are true. And so they had those two results, three losses, two of which have been in overtime, and they beat the team we beat by 14 tonight in Oklahoma State. They beat them at home by 35. So that's going to be a tough game, but... As important as this four-game road stretch has been for West Virginia and to come out of that three and one, four out of the next five games are at home. And so West Virginia's got to go to feel good about things. They should go four and one. 
and maybe maybe win on the road, maybe lose a, a home game. But it'd be great if they get all five. But would like to see WVU come out of this stretch four and one. And so it starts with a tough game against a very good defensive Texas Tech team. So we'll see how that goes. But that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just a couple. Listen on Apple Podcasts, preach. Listen on Spotify, preach. Listen on CastBox. Rate this podcast five stars. It's the quickest thing to do on Apple Podcasts. There's a place for... There's stars, and you can just hit all the way to the end, even if you think this is dreadful. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't want your true feedback. (laughs) What I'm asking you to do is hit at the end of the far right side to make all of the stars gold. Give it five stars. I appreciate it ahead of time. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season is 12 wins, 2 losses. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Podcorn. What is Podcorn? Well, are you a podcaster? If you are, you do it for fun. You also maybe want to make some money doing it. The tough part is finding sponsors. And if you've done a podcast, you know that can be interesting. Podcorn's making it easy, and I found it easy by using Podcorn. It's a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. I did it. Set their own rates. I did it and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. I'm doing that right now. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Podcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Permanti Brothers is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Show your Mountaineer pride at Permanti Brothers. Late night deals start daily at 9 p.m. Great deals on fan favorites including wings, the famous sandwiches, and more. Check up with the brothers on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for the latest deals, most up-to-date news, and info on game day specials. Permanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters.